time for the Cinema Geekly podcast, episode 28. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and on iTunes as well. I'm I'm proud, man. This is two weeks. This is two weeks in a row. <laughs> this is this is a good start. Well, it's you know coming up on the uh, on the summer season, so a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, well. I mean, we got to take baby steps. You're gonna be. Yeah. I think you're gonna. Well, okay. So the the Doctor Who thing. You said you're leaving on May the eighth. Yes, sir. Okay. So when are you gonna be back from that? How long are you guys going for? The thirteenth. Uh, oh. So like like five five days. We're gonna miss a we're gonna miss a podcast. I know, but I'll, I'll, we'll uh, I'll make up for it with uh, all sorts of stories and uh, plenty of pictures from uh, the uh, the Doctor Who experience and then the uh, the WB uh, studio tour. That I am that I am looking forward to. On the on the plus side, it's entirely it's entirely plausible that you and I will both have seen uh, Iron Man three. By the time that week's podcast comes up, so we we should be able to talk about that. And I don't. And then I'm trying to remember when the uh, the Star Trek movie opens. And I and I kept thinking it was May 10th, but I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. I thought maybe it was the I, I just for the love of uh, God, the 17th, isn't it? The seven. It could be. It yeah, very I think well. It's could. 17th. It's amazing how the movie I'm most looking forward to this summer is the movie that I don't remember the opening day of. So <laughs> that's unreal to me. I I yeah, I've I've lost I've lost the handle. Speaking I guess we should speaking of uh Star Trek in the Darkness, they released I think their one hundred and thirteenth trailer. It's no but, kidding. But they said it's the final one. Yeah. So uh this was this was I guess in their jargon the official theatrical trailer for the United States. And it <laughs> clocked in about two and a half minutes. But I mean, again, they, they released so many other trailers. We talked about that. Plus, anything that they released internationally pops up on the internet. So, if you're a follower of any movies like that and they release international material, you end up seeing it anyway. So you feel like you've watched a million things. That, that being said... I think this trailer was the best of the bunch that they put out. Yeah. And if you were going to sell people, uh, you know, if they're not sold by that trailer, then I, I guess you're just not going to sell them. This was their, uh, their big go home trailer. They, they actually, I, I was surprised to learn this, that there's an awards show for movie trailers mm-hmm. and their big go home trailer for the, the star Trek reboot in 2009 won the best trailer of the year award. So I guess they do have, uh, you know, awards for, for editing in that, in that regard. Uh, and I, I thought this one was better than the, uh, the previous big trailer that they put out for the, for the first movie. Still no real hints as to the story or who Cumberbatch is playing. It's amazing that they, they've put out so much information, so many visuals, uh, so many pieces of dialogue that uh, there's still no official reference. I I think so. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think some point in the trailer, they, they hover over a picture of him for a moment and it does say John Harrison. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. 
So other than other than that, which could have been, you know, people are like, well, they could have digitally done that just for the trailer, or it could still be a code name or blah 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 blah. Uh, at this point, though, that trailer was was more than good enough for me. I, I don't care if he's playing Con or if he's just playing some dude with that name. Right, he better be playing Con though. I mean, a- after all this, you know. After all this foreplay, well, you know, I, I'm ready for it. Just lay me down and give me con. Right. I. <laughs> that's going to be a new a sexual sexual innuendo phrase, I believe. I, I, you know, I, I will. Uh, I will definitely take uh, Lord Benedict Cumberbatch III any way I can get him. So. Just give me lay down and give me some con. Give me some yeah, sweet, exactly. Sweet sweet con. He. Uh, <laughs> sweet con. He. Uh, I. I I don't know. L- listening to all the dialogue, it certainly sounds like Khan-esque dialogue. The way he says it all kind of sounds like that, but uh, you know, his voice kind of just naturally has that sound of confidence, and you know, it's it's a, like you can it's it's confidence, but it's also scary at the same time. Like I'm convinced he could make anything sound scary with his voice. Uh, I mean, no matter what, I mean, he could just read like the, the nicest nursery rhyme of all time and it would still sound terrifying coming from him or like a, a Chinese menu where he's ordering from like multiple columns. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it would sound absolutely, it goes into a McDonald's yeah, and orders and orders a happy meal. I'd be terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just got a, a tremendous voice, but yeah, they're, they're not giving too much away at this point though. I'm not, I'm so curious to see what's going to happen. I, I'm resigned. I, I don't care if it's Khan or if it is Khan. Uh, if it is, a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, we know. Right. So it's not like a big surprise. And then if like, it like, isn't. Can you imagine like the outrage, though, if he turns out just to be like this John Harrison guy and, you know, and, and not Khan? Right. Like, They're how, like, well, like, what was all this buildup for? Yeah. Right. Why all the secrets? In J.J. Abrams' defense, he can always be like, I, I never said it was Khan. Right. <laughs> you built up the hype yourself. You just right? assumed. Yeah. Uh, I still maintain my status that he's either playing Khan or that uh, a Khan character will be in the film at some point. If he's not playing Khan, then uh, they, I mean, they've already absolutely confirmed and guaranteed a third movie, assuming this movie, of course, doesn't tank, which it won't. <laughs> uh, but if it, if it were to tank, then, you know, no promises, but assuming it will, will do just fine. If they don't do Khan in this movie, then it would make also perfect sense to do Khan in the third movie. To if they're only doing a trilogy of films, right? You've got a that's like you know because it's it's obvious that they have some Klingons in this movie. So right, if they don't do Khan, it's like doing a Batman series without the Joker in it or something. So, but wouldn't you rather see like you know the Klingons sort of be uh, you know brought in a little more? in this movie and then have them be the big bad in the third one. Right. Or, I mean, I, I would for, no, I mean, I would be, I would be, I would be totally fine with that. I'm, I'm more curious to see if they ever become unhelmeted in this movie. Cause I'm less. Con- oh, right. I, from that deleted scene in, uh, in the first one. Yes. And everything that yeah. we've seen from, of Klingons and the, in the trailers that have been put out, they are still wearing the helmets. They look like the predator. Yeah. 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 They've, I mean, they've got, uh, they've got like the Klingon head. They've got the ridges on the forehead. But uh, as everybody knows, the uh, the original series Klingons were mostly smooth headed. Although uh, when they did the uh, the Enterprise TV series, they kind of you know retconned everything and then sort of explained the smooth heads and also made it clear that there were going to be Klingons that were smooth and normal looking. 
Right. So it's entirely possible there could be a mixture of both. I don't know. I'm curious to see if they ever take them off or if they just leave them on the whole time. Some smooth and some ribbed for, uh, for the <laughs> yeah. pleasure. Yes, ribbed for our pleasure. Yes, sir. It sounds so wrong when we say it like that. <laughs> uh, now, if we can get Benedict Cumberbatch to say it, then I think it'd be okay. It would sound amazing, yes. He could probably course. make it really sexy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's his other charm. Yeah, he could either make it sound really, really sexy or it would sound terrifying. Him and, uh, and Tom Hiddleston. I bet you they would have yeah. just like... You know, not to take this too weird, but like the phone sex those two would have together would just be amazing. <laughs> not to take it too weird, like right, if not to just, get too weird with it. Like if there's just a movie where they sat at a table and said things to each other back and forth. Oh my god! Right, it'd be the scariest movie of all time. Get on that Hollywood, make that happen. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, big trailer releases, they also cranked out uh, Zack Snyder and company cranked out a uh, the third Man of Steel trailer, the second theatrical. Yeah, not not really giving too much more away, but uh, you know, there's some interesting stuff. Yeah, they uh, certainly. Yeah, they certainly. There was certainly a lot more in it. I would say, as far as like dialogue and uh, a lot of new visuals, and it was, I was I was kind of taken aback by it because the I, I think I noted when I posted it on the website that the music choice was odd. Like it was definitely. A little. It was definitely not, I mean, not odd and like a boy, that was terrible, but odd in a, you know, everything now is very thunderous and very epic, you know, it's got like an epic soundtrack feel to it and lots of heavy choir and that fucking uh, Inception sound in it somewhere. Right. And this was, by comparison, kind of laid back. I mean, there was, you know, some drums and some high, you know, some, some more intense moments in the music or whatever, but otherwise it was kind of just, you know, some background music while they showed you some cool clips and played some dialogue pieces. Right. Maybe they're just that confident in the film. They're like, I, we don't need music yet. Just, just give them a clip. I was, I was jarred by the fact that there was no opening title cards or any of this trailer preview has been, it just jumped right into a uh, Krypton being uh, destroyed Right. They're, like, they're going the opposite of the J.J. Abrams route. There, there's just no foreplay for Mr. Zack Snyder. No, no. He's just he's like, very forceful. You're just going to take the Man of Steel and you know just shut up about it. I'm just waiting. The lights are going to go out, and then it just, bam, right in front of your face, the movie starts. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, let's go out to the movies and have ourselves a snack. None of that, none of that shit. Just right. hop right into the flick. No, turn your cell phones off. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it looks uh, I think it looks really promising. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they, and by they, I mean DC desperately needs a hit other than the the Nolan Batman franchise. They desperately need something. Because if they really want to do their Justice League movie, I think we've mentioned it before, it just will never happen if they can't get this movie to, to, to work. I mean, eventually it'll happen, I'm sure, but they're going to have to go back to square one if this movie doesn't doesn't work. But I don't know, if you if you're like me, Aaron, you've read some of the supposed thoughts from people who have supposedly seen early screenings of the movie and are giving it high praise. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it is really good. And uh, a few of the ones that I've read said that it's even not, you know, it it's, it's not the same kind of movie as the Chris Nolan Batman movies, which I'm sure must 
at least on the surface, bring you some some comfort. <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, sure you're. I'm there's sure. no way they could ground Superman like in the in the dark kind of gritty, you know, realistic right. uh, vein that that Nolan did with Batman. There's just absolutely no way they could do that. Not if they want to do Justice League, because how are you going to introduce you know Wonder Woman, you know, the Flash, Martian Manhunter? You, you just you can't do it. Not in that world. No. Uh, it looks like they're they are going for like an in between look. Like the the visual the visual style of it appears to be similar to the Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. Uh, visually, but from everything else I've heard, it, it, it's the movie's not entirely fixated on that type of of story. And I guess how could it be? Because we're talking about essentially aliens here. General Zod's an alien. Superman's an alien. Uh, right. There's ships landing in uh, fucking, you know, cornfields and farmhouses and shit. So there's no way there's a dude flying out of the atmosphere and around the earth. So, yeah, <laughs> there's <laughs> Chris Nolan probably walked out halfway through this. He's like, what is this shit? And just walked away. Right. <laughs> like, that could never. Where's his spaceship? He need, at least needs a spaceship to fly in space. And what's wrong with his voice? Why does it not sound like shit when he's wearing the suit? <laughs> Why doesn't he change his voice? How, how are, <laughs> how's he going to disguise himself from everyone right. else? We sent over barbed wire for him to swallow. What the fuck is going on on that set? Well, you see, Mr. Nolan, he wears glasses and changes his hairstyle slightly. <laughs> he's like, oh, bullshit, and walks away. I got a question about this, and maybe it's just me. Like, maybe I, I'm not too up on my Superman comics. I've never been really much of a DC guy. But if he's bearded in the movie, how does Superman shave? Right. I mean, wouldn't. Well, I mean, is it, is it possible that he can? Sh... I'm not sure. Is that like a thing? Like, you could never shave Superman. Like, you just shaved it and it would grow right back. I see. I don't know. I mean, you know, if if nothing can harm him, wouldn't his hair? be as strong as the rest of his... You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like, how the hell does he shave? Like, did he grab part of his spaceship and, you know, use, like, the Kryptonian metal to trim up, or... He's got a sonic shaver. Yeah, I got no clue, man. Like, I I don't know. He shaves with with kryptonite. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one thing in the trailer I saw that I was just like, huh. He's got a... How does he do that? He's clearly got, uh, you know, a straight razor from Gillette, and he just replaces the blades with some finely carved kryptonite and then a, just... a mock a mock kryptonite is what he's using. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, okay. N- now you got me. N- now we're back. We're okay. Good. We're good. We've we've <laughs> we've found a way. We've to... solved the mystery of Superman shaving. We found a way to explain it. Is manscaping. Most... Supermanscaping. Supermanscaping. See again if we had titles for episodes. <laughs> Supermanscaping. There we go. We would have it right there. Right. <laughs> um a couple of review things up on the website before we move on to other topics. Uh, I Maybe I should have started with this when it came to reviewing Blu-ray sets. But the second thing I reviewed was the uh, the Indiana Jones Complete Adventures Blu-ray that just came out uh, a few months ago. I was, yeah, I, I just picked that up too based upon your review. I was like, all right, that's old. I need to get it. So. Yeah, dying to get my hands on this. Largely, not and no, not largely because of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but... Largely because of Raiders and Last Crusade, which are my favorite Indiana Jones movies. And let's be honest, they're probably everybody's favorite Indiana Jones movies. But I wonder if we can get like a discount if we go to if we go to buy the set, we have them take out Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Perhaps, maybe. I mean, I I, I think we've voiced our concerns over that movie in the past. Oh, I still I can still watch it and and enjoy it. I I still think the people who 
bitch about it for reasons other than Shia LaBeouf and a few other nitpicky things. I think other than that, those people are crazy because those are the only things that really, those are the only things that really annoyed me. The, 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 LaBeouf is the only thing that bothered me about that movie. Other than that, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I didn't even think he was all that bad. It was when they got to the ridiculous action scenes in the jungle that really ruined it for me. Yeah. I mean, as much as I enjoyed seeing him get slapped in the nuts by a bunch of bushes and stuff while he was sword fighting with uh, Galadriel from Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was really the uh, it was really the monkey bit that really killed it all. I'm like, what the hell is it? As soon as that happened, as soon as it happened, I was like, that's George Lucas. Right. That was George Lucas. Oh, we got to appeal to the kids. Where's our Jar Jar Binks moment in this movie? Oh, Let's have Shia God. swing with some monkeys, and the kids will love that. Even though the kids kids would never watch this flick. Misa thinks Shia LaBeouf should die of a stroke. I got to say, they did turn they turned baby face by the end of the movie, though. I got to say that. When they uh, they did the swerve with Indy's they hat blowing up, absolutely, <laughs> Indy's hat blowing up to Shia LaBeouf, and he grabbed and he's like "fuck you" and put it on his right. and walked out. And it would looked, better. It would better if he actually slapped him in the face, punched and then, him, yeah. and then just walked out. Give him one of those big Indiana Jones sound effect punches. The big. Oh ones. my god! It's the greatest uh, sound dubbing in, in the history of movies. <laughs> I mean, it makes the punch sound so incredibly fake, but I think that's part of the charm i'm guessing right. and really like there's some 400 some 400 pound grip off stage like smacking a head of lettuce <laughs> part of me part of me really wants to think that indiana jones just can punch people so hard that it naturally makes that sound part of me wants to believe that uh, because... i'm sure there's somebody you know uh who's just body composition is just that just sweet spot consistency that he could just crack them and it just absolutely sounds like a, a muffled shotgun blast going off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean it's an awesome set, cool, uh, cool artwork and everything, and lots of extras. And I'm not going to sit here and boast about how uh, what an insanely great deal this is because essentially for the price of the set, <laughs> you're paying about twenty dollars a movie anyway. I mean yeah. just price wise. Uh, if anything, it completely and fully illustrates the James Bond, the the value of the James Bond set, <laughs> which is I'm I'm still in shock that a, a set that large is only costing you like six bucks a movie. It's still crazy to me. Um, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, right? Even with a giant, they can be like, well, let's charge twenty dollars a movie for this set. How many movies are in it? Oh, twenty two. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's no way they would have ever sold any of them. So. <clears throat> But yeah, I would highly recommend that. Also got a review up for Tom Cruise's Oblivion that just opened in the movie theaters. Uh, I liked it for the most part. <laughs> I like that rising inflection in your voice when you said that. <laughs> I liked it for the most part. Uh, here, here's the thing. This is a, this is a rarity in film. Uh, this was directed by the dude who uh, directed Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy was his first flick. Did you ever see that? Loved it. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that too. If there's any flaws that are in this movie, though, if there's anything you watch this and you're like, I didn't like that. Uh, the dude who directed this also wrote it, and he's the guy who created the the graphic novel that it's based on. So literally everything is on this guy. So if there's anything you didn't like with the movie, he is literally the guy to blame. Hmm. Which does not happen very often in film. Usually, uh, <laughs> usually uh, there's there's many other people to blame. In this in, in this case, though, the dude wrote the comic book, 
wrote the movie and directed the movie. So at the end of the day, well, whoever negotiated his deal for selling the ride sneezed a raise because they got that guy hooked up. Yes, uh, I gave it. I gave it three geeky glasses slash stars. Um, it visually it looks amazing. It's really cool visually. Tom Cruise. I I, I said he was like. Oh, what did I call it? Like he was in standard Tom Cruise mode. So he's basically, you know, he's a lot, not, of, a lot of running. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad in the movie. He's not great either. He's just, you know, Tom Cruise in a movie. Right. Doing Tom Cruise stuff. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman was great in it, but it's hard to find things that he's not great in. So, I mean, I guess that kind of goes without saying, uh, but yeah, largely it was, uh, it was a, it was a fun watch. Uh, it felt it felt kind of uneven at times, but by and large, it was you know it was an okay movie. If you got time to kill, you want to go see a movie on the weekend. Uh, I would love to recommend I would love to recommend Forty Two, but I have not had a chance to see that yet. So we have to with with so many movies coming out over the course of the next few weeks, we have to conserve our our movie money very wisely. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. So I'm going to end up sacrificing a I will end up seeing it. It just won't be immediately, so. Right. Um okay, so last week we talked a lot of TV stuff. Uh quite a quite a bit, almost all of it surrounding AMC. They did, by the way, speaking of which, I think they did give an official date for Breaking Bad to return or did they just give a month? I think it might just be the month. Maybe yeah, they're really slow teasing us here because I think you're right. I think they just said August. Yeah, and uh, that's that's so cruel that they're like, oh, it's it's coming back next year. Okay, yeah, next, sometime next year. in the summer, summertime, and then finally they're like, okay, now we'll tell you the month, and then we'll give you a up next. I believe will be a date range. Right. Yeah. Sometime. I think it was August, and then uh, just. A couple of days ago, it has now moved to August 11th, so we have a date. Okay. Thank you, AMC. Was it that hard? Yeah, well, you, maybe they thought about it. It's like, yeah, we need to narrow this down a little more. Yeah. They're like, August? When in August? There's so many days in that month. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. August 11th is the return of Breaking Bad for the rem- the remainder of that season. The, the mid-season premiere, yeah. I really hate it when shows do that, but... For shows I love, I am willing to make this sacrifice, I suppose. This, these are the last few episodes, too, right? Uh, it is, yeah. It's the end of the series. Oh, what a shame. It is a series finale, and I guess they're uh, building up some kind of new murder mystery show, I think, that's supposed to be taking its place. Hmm. And I don't remember offhand who is in it, but it was a bigger name. But the, uh, the whole concept of the show escapes me. Um, there was a... <laughs> There was a, a Mad Men from last Sunday, which all I can remember out of that whole episode was they were there was some kind of weird covert thing going on between the two uh, divisions of the Heinz Corporation for getting some marketing and shit through Don's uh, firm. And that is literally all I can really remember from that show. I think uh, my favorite part of, the, of this most recent episode was when... Uh... Uh, the, the the doctor's wife, like Draper's neighbor, like the his the, the current lady, he is a uh, he's tagging. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the, the uh, side. I believe that's the girl from Freaks and Geeks, isn't it? Yeah, Linda Cardellini. I think yeah. that's how you say her name. Yeah, 
Yeah, boy, she has aged terribly, man. Either that or it's the makeup and the clothes or the hair or something. I was like... I really hope it's makeup because, like, you know, she her looks, face just looks aged. She looks so much older, yeah? It was weird. Yeah. Okay, anyway, continue. Well, my favorite part is when, uh, you know, Don's wife is sick. She can't go out to dinner. The doctor gets a call, so he has to leave the dinner. It's just Don and this chick sitting in the restaurant, yeah. and she's just like, this has to stop. And he basically tells her, like, you know, shut up. He's like, you know, we can be, <laughs> we can eat or we can go have sex or we can do both. And, you know... He's like, there's no way around it, you know. Just you know, shut up and let's just get this on. But, but then when they're actually doing it, like she says something, uh, like how she really cared for him or something like that, and he basically told her to shut up, like in a, in a few words. Yes. I, I was just sitting, just shaking my head, grinning. I was like, that is awesome. Now I remember. Now I remember what I liked about this story. Because <laughs> this was like a tale of two cities here. Oh my god. Because there was okay, so there's Don and his. Uh, and his love affair that he's got going on, and then there's Lowly Pete, Pete with oh, his a... with his love affair, and it was basically a tale of two cities. There is one guy who really knows how to do this, and one guy who has no idea what he's doing. Oh my God, he's so clueless. Pete is like Don Jr., who is uh, who has no idea uh, essentially how to cheat on his wife. This it's so weird that we're even talking about this in this context. <laughs> he has no idea how to cheat on his yeah, wife. What a, what a what a moron. What an amateur. <laughs> right. Uh, but I mean, essentially compared to Don, you know, Don has a lot of practice at this. Uh, clearly. Oh, he uh, makes it an art form. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, it's weird. Like with like TV nowadays, especially this show. Like we're rooting for the the guy who cheats on his wife nonstop to cheat more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we're all so happy about it. It's it's in, it's incredible. I mean, essentially, Pete finds himself in so much hot water all the time, and when Don finds himself in a similar situation, he's just like, "Shut up!" And they're like, "Okay." Right. And they're like, "Okay." Right. He's like, "Do you want this or not?" And they're like, "Exactly." I, I guess. <laughs> like he really he's he seems. I think his control comes from his recklessness. Like he seems like to not care. Like if something, literally, if something terrible, like when he walked in and his uh, mistress is there with his wife. Oh yeah, and he and just she, says hello. Yeah. All right, and Betty's sitting there, or not Betty. Um, <laughs> is sitting there crying because she's talking about the whole pregnant thing. Right. And Don just comes in and sees, you know, the the mistress talking with the wife, and the wife is crying. And instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, what did she tell you? What did you tell her? Anything like that. He's just played it up like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You OK? <laughs> you know, like, like he just played it up. He, like... he almost looked upset like she didn't have a drink waiting for him yes. like when he walked through the door. No, I, you know what I think it was? I think it was essentially like a momentary look of like, oh, shit, better put on the face. Right. So he was like, just wiped his hand over his face and he was, you know, suave Don Draper and just completely covered that shit up. Yeah, it's amazing that word that <laughs> essentially sometimes it doesn't feel like there's some bigger arcing overall story going on at all. It just feels like we're watching these people yet somehow just kind of sucked into it. It's weird. It never feels like there's some gigantic story that they're just building up to. Uh, you know, and I think with this show, it's almost to the point where they don't need to build up a big arc. They could just do this shit for like, you know, 20 episodes a year for like eight years and be fine. I don't think anybody would complain whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, at the at the end, all of Don's mistresses shoot him, and you know, end of the end of the show. Right. right. <laughs> at the end, like thirty kids just show up on his doorstep. <laughs> Daddy. Right. Oh crap! 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be a great ending for the show. But yeah, with Pete, like what a dunce. Like, you know, the his wife gave him the apartment in the city, you know, to to, to you know, to, to draper it up and all that, and he ends up, you know, in a very unsuccessful draper way nailing his neighbor, but then she, you know, she tells her husband, he smacks her around, and then she goes to Pete's house. Yes. Oh, with his gosh. wife there and oh my god, it's unreal. That was the greatest part when you know she basically told him it's like you know if you even you know unzip and within fifty miles of this house I will destroy you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I think all men secretly just cringed all at that point. Just Absolutely. Like, Oof. Well, I mean, he nailed Peggy too way back in the first season, knocked her up. So I mean, this yeah. guy just has no idea. Oh, and I I can't wait for that one to come you know creeping back up on him now that you know now that he's really in trouble with his wife. Like, there's no way that kid does not you know come to be known this season. By his wife. The further misadventures of Pete. And the, the, the further recedings of his, of his hairline, too. Yeah, no kidding. He just looks older and older each episode. The, um... Have you, uh... I don't know if you've gotten a chance to, to catch up on your on your Game of Thrones, but the episode... All caught up. Oh, have you? Yes. Oh, yeah. The uh, the episode last week was was cringeworthy in its sheer amount of near, of near rape that happened. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was there was a lot of near rape. Uh yeah. Uh Jamie Lannister lost his hand. Just to just to show just for those guys to show them they were being serious about it and shit. Oh yeah. Uh they're just like, hey, for the hell of it, there goes your hand. Uh right. But yeah, they almost raped I can't remember that, that woman's name, but the, Brianne. The, yes, the large the large woman with the sword. Um and then of <laughs> And then, of course, Mr. Greyjoy almost got rear-ended as well in the forest. Man. Fucking uh, deliverance style. So close. I was really waiting to hear, I'm going to make you squeal like a pig boy, and I did not hear it, but I right. swore it was coming up. Did you uh, did, did you ever watch the show Misfits on Hulu, the BBC show Misfits? No, I actually don't have Hulu. So. Oh, well, is it available, straight, is it av- available like, on straight-up Hulu, or is it only Hulu Plus? Uh, I'm not sure, but I- I'm almost positive there are other ways to find copy- <laughs> copies of this oh, show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you did get a chance to watch it, uh, like the, I guess the leading guy from that show, uh, was the guy who saved Greyjoy in the forest. Ah, yes. So that was kind of cool to see him kind of expanding out and taking on, uh, on other roles. But yeah, the, man, Game of Thrones is just getting ridiculous. Misfits. Uh, yeah, actually, there are. I don't know if I have the ability to watch all of it, but um, yeah, I'm definitely seeing some stuff, mostly from season four. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it looks like it's a British show, right? So it's uh, yeah. so short it, seasons. Yeah, it looks like they yeah, have pretty much. It, everything. It's like six episodes. It's about a group of uh, of delinquents who are all doing uh, like community service, and through some kind of weird storm, they all end up. Uh, Getting uh, supernatural abilities. Ah, yeah. Okay. It, it's kind of like a, a, a like heroes, like first season of heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, before it turned to shit <laughs> <laughs> after that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it it's really good. Pretty entertaining stuff. Okay, so what stuff did I miss talking about that you you wanted to bring up? Oh, the Hannibal show. Have you seen that yet? No, I have not seen this. Wow. About, I have heard I have heard of the show, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, it, uh, it it's about Will Graham, the uh, the guy who Edward Norton played in uh, the the Red Dragon remake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's about him, you know, when he's uh, 
first trying to get back into the field uh, instead of teaching to Quantico, they're trying to get him back out in the field because you know he's the only one who can do what he does uh, and climbing to have the serial killers and all that. And in order to get back into the field, he has to go into therapy uh, with Hannibal Lecter because he's still you know the a noted leading uh, right you know psychotherapist uh, you know in the area. And it's about just all their dealings with one another while, while you know Graham's still trying to cope with who he is and solving all these just you know horrendous crimes and and Lecter's dealings in and out of them and all that like really it is just it, it's it's almost as if they took the Red Dragon show and like the the feel mm-hmm. of the entire uh, Hannibal Lecter series with like uh, you know the it's just nonstop suspense like your butthole's always puckered like from. From, from credit to credit, like you're just you're so clenched because you know. And it's uh, just, uh, Hannibal Lecter is played by Mads, uh, Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen, yeah. Yeah, tremendous! Oh my gosh. He's on a uh, geez. He's on fuck. What was he? He's on a uh, Casino uh, Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he was the the baddie <clears throat> in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a uh, he was the voice of his <laughs> Casino Royale. <laughs> uh, character in Quantum of Solace or Solace. Um, I, I thought he was in. Um, oh, it's just killing me now. Well, maybe uh, not. Maybe not. He was in Clash of the Titans, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drake. He was Draco in Clash of the Titans. Yes, he was. Uh, apparently, according to this, he was also in that Three Musketeers movie that none of us wanted to see uh, when that came out. Um, what? Oh, was that was that the one with uh, Mila Jovovich or whatever? Mm, yeah, with uh, the it was that remake one. I believe it was Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, I, I skipped right over that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is a good show, you say? Yeah, tremendous show. Are you certain it's on NBC? So yeah, I, I was hesitant about that at first. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you know, NBC like they do something funny with all their shows. Like uh. <clears throat> A lot of their shows, like, they leave available on Hulu Plus to watch, but the ones they really want you to go out of your way and see, they pull off. And uh, the first episode was on Hulu Plus, but then after that, they pulled them all off of the Hulu streaming app that's only available online now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or through, like, on demand if you have cable. So, I mean, I, I think they really believe in it. Like, I know uh, it's right in their sweet spot for getting renewed as far as, uh, you know, continue on with their season. Like, so I think they filmed 13 episodes, and they've been ordered up to... You know, at least get through the whole first season, which I hope they get because it's just it, it's amazing what what the show's doing. Well, so far, uh, the uh, for as little as tele well, I don't know. I was gonna say for as little as U.S. television ratings matter, but I guess they, even though they're they're pointless generally speaking, I guess they're important to advertisers, so therefore important to networks and important to TV shows. Uh, I guess for the first three episodes, they've either been. Uh, First, second, or third in their time slot. So, and the third was the their debut episode, and then they went to first and second after that. So, apparently, they uh, people are are watching it. So, I'll, I may have to I may have to give it a, a look. See, yeah, yeah. I, just give the first episode a shot. If uh, you know, if you're not hooked by then, you're definitely not going to be into it. If you keep watching, mm, Brian Fuller uh, is uh, yes uh, producing that. And he did like uh, Pushing Daisies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it's got that kind of tone to it, like with with some of the way they like they film it and all that. The uh, Mockingbird Lane, which ended up becoming just a one-off TV movie, essentially, which is a shame because I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I eventually got to see it. I, I didn't think it was too bad. No, 
was there was there anything else? Oh yeah, uh, how caught up are you on? Uh, are you really diving into Doctor Who just yet, or where are you at? No, I am just because oh, there's so much shit to watch. Um, <laughs> I am just crawling into season three. I just oh, okay. finished the second season, so right. I'm so, moving so you're, very you're just slowly. now starting to get into the David Tennant years. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm moving. I'm unfortunately very slowly through Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> There's just so much ridiculousness to. Well, because now that uh, now that Arrested Development is coming back on, I wanted to start watching because uh, I haven't watched it in a while. I wanted to start going through Arrested of. Development. Yep. Plus, I'm keeping you know keeping tabs on the weekly AMC stuff and Game of Thrones. So, yeah, and trying to squeak in a movie here and there between that and actual working, <laughs> it seems right. impossible to watch all of this stuff, but. We should really find a way to get paid to do this to make this our jobs. That uh, way, you know, yeah, I would I would approve of that. Just because <laughs> uh, I I would much rather do that officially. Oh my god! Uh, right? Yeah, I mean it's in between that and then trying to find time to play some video games here and there. It just literally finally got done with Mass Effect Three. That game took longer than all the other ones just because there was so much. Uh, just happened to be unfortunately playing it when summer movie season a new tv show started coming back on so it's i just uh, it took longer just because of the all the other stuff i was doing but finally right. mo- finally mowed through that today so now i can well, focus it, all of my attention now on- that uh that summertime's coming up uh you know the, the tv will slow down so instead of getting outside like the young folks do yeah. us older people can just hang inside and watch tv yeah go catch them <laughs> go catch some movies and stuff right i'm saying um Oh, what else is there? Uh, no, what were you going to say about yeah, Doctor Who? Yeah. yeah, the Doctor Who, like the, this new season, uh, you know, the 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 you know season seven, uh, you know, it it, it did the, a mid season break, but now it's back, and it has just been off the wall amazing. I mean, yep. they are they are really building into this fiftieth anniversary episode. It, it's just going to be they're setting the bar exceedingly high uh, for for that anniversary episode, just based upon what they're doing with this second half of the season. Now, have they um, the fiftieth anniversary episode? That's the the one they were talking about with trying to get all of the past doctors involved, right? Minus the dead one, right? Yeah, they, they minus him. I mean, well, it is a time travel show, so maybe they could work something out. Right. Uh, well, no, I did hear that they cast somebody to play that doctor. Yeah. Well, here's you know, I I I try to find any bits of news on this that I can multiple times a day. The, the, the latest I'm aware of right now is that they reached out to Christopher Eccleston, uh, you know, not Jude Law from seasons one and two. Yeah. Uh, what you just got done watching. Uh, he declined to take part. Um, they've reached out to Paul McGann, who mm-hmm. was the eighth doctor in the, uh, in the Fox, you know, one-off movie when they yeah. tried getting Doctor Who in America, which was just god-awful. Eric <laughs> Roberts just, ugh. But anyway, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a big surprise right there. You're right. Yeah, that was I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Uh, Paul McGann has hinted uh, that he might be making a possible appearance. They for sure casted David Tennant uh, to come back because they're, they're set pictures with him and Matt Smith, both, uh, you know, as the doctor. Uh, yeah. You know, they said Billy Piper will be back. We know General Louise Coleman, will, you know, is still involved. Uh, but as far as I can read, all the other doctors, uh, even though they're still alive, they're going to be digitally inserted into the episode using ah. uh, original footage uh, from their uh, from their runs on the show. Oh, okay. 
Would that include guys like not Jude Law, or can they not do that unless he's like signing off on it or whatever? No, I mean they own it; they can do whatever they want. Yeah, so right, right, they're right. gonna they're gonna insert him. Uh, you know, even though he could have done it, but you know, he's just I think he had his run with the show, and he doesn't want to be uh, just doesn't really uh, want to be associated with it anymore. Right. I would love at some point, maybe maybe when we get closer to that, we could kind of get like a history, uh, a doctoral history about why because I. Uh, wasn't the original reason in the story for the you know the whole uh, the doctor transforms into somebody else? Wasn't that all because of like a dispute at, at one point way early on in the original series about an actor who wanted to didn't want to return or wanted more money right. or something? So they yeah, just I, wrote it into the story, wrote it into the wrote it into the show that oh this this happens to the doctor every once in a while. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty much uh, the history of it, as far as I'm aware. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely do some more digging into that just to uh, to verify. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, you know, it's uh, just like you know, it, it's still the same with uh, you know, the Marvel movies. Essentially, they they're like, well, we want more money. It's like, well, okay, we'll just get somebody else uh, to. Oh play. no, Hank Pym is dead. Right. We need another Ant Man. Right. <laughs> or uh, Terrence Howard as Rhodey, and they're like, ah, we'll just go with Don Cheadle. <laughs> well, that was just a straight, you know, Rhodey didn't change. It just changed the character. Right. They changed the actor. But in this case, I would say for the better. I think Terrence Howard did okay in the first movie, but Don Cheadle seems like a far better choice just based on Iron Man 2. He does, but I think based upon, based upon the comic books, like I, I would have gone with Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because just from uh, like he and Robert Denny Jr., like their chemistry from uh, Due Date. Yeah, that would have been just the way they kind of gone off each other. I thought that would, yeah, that was definitely the way to go. But Don Cheadle, like he, you know, he was fine in Iron Man too. Um, you know, looks like he's got a little more to do in Iron Man three. Yeah, I've seen a lot of supposed, you know, posts from people who have supposedly caught uh, versions of that movie too, and a lot of people are saying it's the the best Marvel movie they've made so far. People saying the Mandarin's the best villain they've had in any of the movies. Which, you know, that's saying something, because as you mentioned before, uh, Tom Hiddleston's been pretty awesome in his roles. But a lot of people are saying this is this this is like the the bar has been raised movie. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I got to I got to stay off the Internet. Like what, what uh, <laughs> I'm hearing rumblings now is that uh, the ending of the movie, there is a bit of a and this is not my term. Uh, I would never use this about a Marvel property. Right. Uh, so you can really f- tell like how much I'm displeased by this if it's true, but they're saying there's a Nolan-esque twist. Uh, I hope not. In the end of the movie, and you know, just when I read that alone, that was enough to get me curious. So I did a little bit of digging, and I stumbled upon what some people are claiming to be the twist in the movie. Right. And if this is true, I, I just, I, it, it, it could either be the absolute drizzling shits. Or it could be like you know actually pretty cool. Like there's no middle ground on this. Where it'll just be okay. Either it'll really suck balls or it'll be great, depending on how it plays out on film. Sure. And assuming it does. And now I want to know what that is. Possible, you want to know? Possible spoiler alert. Yeah, sure. Okay. Possible spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know, turn it off. Uh, and you know, just fast forward like a minute and a half or two minutes and come back on. Uh, but uh, what they're saying is that uh, Ben Kingsley is not actually the Mandarin. Okay. In the movie. Is that uh, it'll be uh, Guy Pierce who plays Aldrich Killian? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a you know like the, from the Raza Ghoul thing where uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the old the old uh, you know Chinese guy was actually not. I'm it was not actually John Harrison. 
Right. Yeah. 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 So th- they're saying that where it'll be, you know, in like the last like couple minutes of the movie, it will be revealed that you know he's not really the Mandarin. It was really you know uh, Guy Pierce. So he just had ben-, ben Kingsley doing the terrorist side. That way he could infiltrate as like a straight laced businessman kind of deal. And mm-hmm. you know, blah 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 blah. I mean, it's I I don't know why they would use an actor of Ben Kingsley's caliber just to be some like a mouthpiece kind of like that. I mean, maybe they want it to be sinister kind of deal. So I mean, it just it really depends on how it all plays out on film. Right. I mean, I, I'm not... If it's true. I mean, you know, if it's true. Correct. I'm not against that in principle, but I do think that's kind of been done quite a bit. Hey, you know, the two of the three Dark Knight, you know, you know, Dark Knight movies with Nolan, they did that. Right, right. <laughs> and it's possible that it might be happening in the Star Trek movie as well. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it's like, I'm not General Zod. I'm really left, I'm really like Luther, or, you know, they'd do something ridiculous like that. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> normally, normally it's not like I'm not generals that normally it's like, I'm not this average person. I'm really the big bad guy in which right. case that would totally fit for the, uh, the guy Pierce character. Who's not, I mean, he's a playing a recognizable character from the he comic is. books, but essentially he's not like a, as far as I know, not a giant among the, uh, no, the names of the, the Iron Man universe. So, no, he was just kind of involved with like a like they're called aim like a it's almost like a, a watered down version of Hydra, like a an anti shield uh, group. <laughs> watered down version of Hydra. Yeah, which is ironic given the name. Thank of you. Hydra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, I mean, and then of course they've talked about the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy scene possibly post credits or whatever. I don't know if that's yeah. ever been confirmed, but it's certainly been mentioned uh, talked about like it like it is happening, well, so they're saying that they're going to, you know, the the mid-credit stinger uh is already attached to Iron Man 3 from what they're seeing, but they haven't quite finished up uh with whatever, you know, uh, a a post-production for the the Guardians of the Galaxy scene at the very end of the of the credits. I I have heard from several sources uh, about the mid-credits uh, scene mm-hmm. uh, in, involving Tony Stark, uh, so th- that one actually sounds, uh, you know, like it could be pretty funny. Perhaps they have not yet rendered all of Rocket Raccoon yet. I, I think they got to... they got to cast the voice for him first. Yeah, they did. Say, I last thing I read about that, they said they seemed they felt confident they were very close to making an announcement about who was doing Rocket Raccoon. So, right. um, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's who I. I think he should just voice everything. I mean, he's already doing uh, the Necromancer and Smog the Dragon in the Hobbit films. So, uh, you know, if anything, uh, he should just he should voice everybody. If you're doing a children's animated film, make him the bad guy in your movie. Every movie. I don't care. I I won't even be upset if it's like another movie with Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the villain. I don't care. He's that good of a a, a speaker that uh, it just wouldn't matter to me. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping now that since they're starting to wrap all this stuff up, they'll get back to uh, making Sherlock. Yeah, um, that's. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they've how much have they talked about this. Do you know? Uh, the, the he and Martin Freeman have both talked uh, have both confirmed same with Stephen Moffat that uh, they're going to try to come together uh, in the spring, I believe, and uh, not this spring, but uh, uh, I'm sorry, this summer, and uh, start hashing out. Okay, well, here's the thing I'm reading now just via the Wikipedia page for the Sherlock show. Uh, the last thing about Series 3, which they have a date of 2013 listed, 
the last note on that says the availability of Cumberbatch and Freeman dictated that two episodes for the third season would be shot beginning March 18th. So wow. that means they've already been filming. They've already stuff. been working on it. Yeah. And that uh, there will then be a break in early summer and the final episode will be filmed a few weeks later. So they're probably on break right now or going on break. Uh, so, wow, that's that's cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that there will be more Sherlock. That show is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have they have started filming. Confirmed. I am pleased with this. Has there been any word on that uh, that that ripoff show that they did in uh, in America? Has that show even aired yet? I have no. No, I, I know it's on. I don't know if it's still on. Do we know the name of the show? I. Oh Christ! Uh, elementary. Go, is that what it is? Oh yeah. It was that was one with uh, Lucy Liu's Watson. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to really shake it up some, so they made a girl Watson. Yeah, I hear uh, Shia LaBeouf is going to be playing uh, Moriarty in that, but he's going to be a hot dog vendor instead of a scientist. Wait, what? No, no I'm just spitballing. I don't know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that's amazing, right? <laughs> They're just like, well, you know, we really want to throw a curve. We don't, we, you know, we really don't want it to be too closely aligned to the uh, the BBC version, right? We're really going to throw some curveballs here, people. Um, there's not a lot of news on it. On Sherlock? Uh, no, on Elementary. Oh. All, I, all I see so far, I read, I looked under reception, and all it said is that the pilot episode received positive reviews from critics. And uh, review aggregation website Metacritic gave it a 73%. There's no way. Uh, but that is all I'm... That is all I'm seeing about this show. Um, it said it premiered in September. Really? And the season finale is May 16th. And no idea. Wow, that's... Uh, it's huh. supposedly on what? ABC? What channel is this on? It's a CBS show. Oh, CBS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not seeing a whole lot about this. Like if it's doing good in the ratings or if it's... Uh, no, that's yeah, that's about it. Apparently, they've been nominated for a People's Choice Award and a uh, and a Satellite Award and a Saturn yeah, Award this year. So. The, the Shia LaBeouf of uh, of awards. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mainly wanted to look into this to see how badly it was tanking, but I I can't seem to find out if it if it is or isn't tanking. So maybe wow, they're that's... on a. Maybe they're on oh. a break, perhaps. I'm not Maybe. sure. I mean, I you know it's that time of year where you know the, the TV shows now they'll give you an episode, then they'll be gone for you know uh, three weeks, and they'll come back with one episode, then gone for another five. Oh no, there's uh, there's in fact an episode airing uh, next Thursday. So there you go on CBS. Wow, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I don't know if I get to sit down and watch it though. Jesus, yeah, maybe I'll give it an episode. Right. I mean, I I don't want to sit here and like uh, completely dismiss it offhand without having seen any of it. But normally, uh, like if I got one Sherlock TV show in my life, I probably don't need another one. And I I find it hard to believe that even if the the CBS one is decent, that there's no way it could be as good as the the Cumberbatch and Martin absolutely. Cumberbatch. There's no way Johnny Lee Miller is bringing the same kind of heat as uh no as LBC three. I'm guessing LBC three. I'm guessing there's no. Um, I'm I'm guessing maybe it's it's 
the uh, the idea of the show is similar to the BBC show, but I'm I'm guessing by and large they're probably radically different style wise, and I'm guessing I, I'm I'm thinking that maybe the Sherlock's in those shows are both you know kind of different people. I'm guessing I, I like I think they may have kind of carried the same idea of it being Sherlock Holmes, but in modern times. Right. But outside of that, I'm I'm thinking it's probably just completely different outside of that. So. Well, man, that's something to look forward to. I'm I'm glad we've discovered this. Learning new stuff on the Cinema Geekly <laughs> podcast. You're welcome, world. Um, I guess that'll wrap it up for this week. I don't have a lot of video game stuff to talk about. No, I I just picked up uh, Justice Gods Among Us, so I'm gonna be jump, I, jumping feet for it and feast for it in this on that one. I just watched a review of that game fairly fairly favorably, so it looks like there's a a lot of people in that game. Yeah, the, the roster is ridiculously large. Uh, my wife actually uh, played it before I did, so I'm going to have to uh, take that oh, over from her. That's the worst. Is that one of those things that gets <laughs> so, on your nerves? You're like, I wanted to open it. I wanted to play it. Oh, no, I didn't care. You know, I was I, – I, uh, I just got it yesterday, so I was working, and she was kind of sitting there, and she's like, do you mind? I was like, no, go ahead. But, you know, I figured, like, I, I'm, like as I'm trying to, to focus on work, I was just kind of looking up, just – Watching her play this game, like, and getting envious. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, look I, at those graphics. I and hate I, work. <laughs> yes. I had to go back. I had to go back into my office. It's like, no, nah, I got to. I got to get out of this room. I got to go back into my office. Um, <laughs> I am gonna, and I, I think I am going to end up picking up the. Uh, speaking of games, I think I am going to end up picking up the uh, the Star Trek game that is coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've uh, been reading a little uh, notes here and there about it. I think I've finally been sold on it. Um, I've I read a few first-hand impressions of it that were really favorable, and as I'm sure I've made small mention of, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and the games look very similar to, to Mass Effect, basically in, in almost every way from like the like the look and feel to the way that they uh pack you know pack like a million weapons on themselves even though I'm not sure how they can have a weapon on their back with no straps or anything right uh, just the gun somehow attaches themselves to the cloth of their uniform but other than that um it looks it looks pretty fantastic and it's not just a apparently not just a shoot 'em up game but there's lots of uh other stuff involved in story and whatnot so uh, you know, I'm, I, I approve. Normally it's a, I know in, in the fact, in the past that they've done movie video games where the, in fact the actors have come back to voice the characters in the game, but it's done so lazily like, eh, let's just get this over with. What's my lines? Right. Uh, and then the game <laughs> is thrown together so sloppily, but apparently they have, uh, been, they started on this game sometime in 2010. Oh, wow. So they have been putting it together for a long time. And all of the voice acting from all of the cast sounds straight up genuine and and solid from everything I've heard so far. Uh, it looks really nice. That that's coming out on the twenty third, so I may have to go. I may have to go get that and talk about it uh, at length. <laughs> Apparently, there's supposed to be themes that tie into the movie. So, oh, that's how they hook you. That is how. Well, they don't need to hook me. They've. 
Right. I've already thrown <laughs> I've already thrown my money at them. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, that's that's what it's like essentially. They're like Star Trek, and then just take my money. Yeah. Right. Just right here. Just you got the T and the R out. That's all I needed. <laughs> that's all I need. <clears throat> but yeah, well, maybe maybe we'll be back next week. Depends on what happens in the in the in the movie and, and TV world. That would. Uh, just hoping we get some more casting news here. Uh yeah. Well, there's a lot of movies that are kind of in the works here that. Uh, haven't uh, we haven't seen any official word on, but uh, you know there's still plenty of stuff going on. There's always going to be at least another week of Mad Men or another week of Game of Thrones, yep, uh, or other solid TV shows to talk about. Uh, obviously, I think we're still kind of eagerly awaiting uh, the Iron Man and, and Star Trek opening weekends. To, oh, so much, to come so out. much. Aaron's got that on his. Aaron's got that on his plate. Plus, he's got the whole trip to to merry old England and the whole Doctor Who thing. So. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a great end of the month for you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Start of May is gonna be a uh, fantastical, so it's gonna be a good one. We're uh, getting pretty excited here. And uh, Aaron has promised to keep us. Uh, he's gonna provide us with some some visuals and some uh, some stories as well from uh, an, a podcast perspective, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, some PG stories. Hopefully. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I don't knock over a little kid at the Doctor Who experience. I mean, I was, I'd feel terrible. Hopefully, nothing weird goes down in Hogsmeade or whatever. Wherever you right. Up. Well, I, my sincere hope is that you know they'll still be filming uh, filming the the 50th anniversary special. We might just be stumbling around London. Uh, I'm gonna keep checking, you know, for their filming updates and all that, and see if we can't, you know, actually find. Uh, if they're filming in you know in or around London somewhere, and, you know, photo bomb, photo bomb a Doctor Who set or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should get a, like a Cinema Geekly T-shirt and just straight flash and run at people. There you go. <laughs> Everyone will just look at you with uh, a disgusted and weird look on their face. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get, get out of here. Have it done in like an American flag, also. <laughs> oh yes, that'll garner lots of attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. <laughs> um. Well, as we state at the beginning of the podcast, as we do at the end of the podcast, uh, you can check us out on the .com, cinemageekly.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus, all at Cinema Geekly, and uh, on iTunes as well. And maybe we'll be back next week. I said that last week, and look where we are here. So One more, and it's a streak. That, yeah, possibly. That would be nice. That would be... <laughs> That would be a, a good streak, as opposed to the streak that Tigers are currently on. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. A streak of shit, essentially, oh, is what they're on. So bad. But uh, the less we talk about that, the better. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully.